day. The sun is gone and the clouds turn gray. Just what's coming is hard to say. I don't know. There's a battle above the street. The ground is rumbling below our feet. The skies turn red and I feel the heat. Gotta go. Who can save us? A city sings. We need the hope that salvation brings. You're the power to find the light. Avengers assemble and fight the Hello, welcome to another episode of ATG. Episode, this will be episode three. I am Steve. I am also Steve. Uh, we have news. We have all kinds of news. We're going to, so when we have Disney news, which we do, uh, we're going to open with Disney news and try to keep it PG. And then once we trans transition to other news, um, that PG is out the window. But we usually and- don't swear anyway, so. That's true. Um, and one of the things, in case you guys are new to this show, Steve and I are long time. Actually, Steve-O used to run a very successful podcast about Disney um, called The Mouse Cast. And just, that was like, what, Steve? You started that 10 years ago? We're both aficionados. Oh yeah. And Steve-O now works and he does travel agent stuff. So if you guys ever need anything, you definitely reach out because Steve-O is the end-all be-all of travel and Disney parks, especially the West Coast parks. I don't know anyone that knows more about those places than you. East Coast parks, I mean. <clears throat> yeah, you're the, you're the West Coast. Steve is the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, my bad. Guy. Yeah, so World and all of that stuff, Steve-O is your guy to go to for that. So and it's always cool chatting with you about the parks. Thanks. Um, Steve knows a shit ton about Disney, a, a, a ton about Disneyland. So uh, we balance each other out. I apologize for that as well. But everybody poops. As the book says. Okay, let us go into the news. Uh, Flower and Garden, there's a festival almost every month in Epcot yep. now, but now uh, Flower and Garden opened this weekend, and uh, Disneyland opened their Food and Wine Festival, which I have never been, but you have, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I We've been twice to that one, and we even went to the one during COVID, which was the most uncomfortable, weird thing <laughs> of all time, because they couldn't, you couldn't drink liquids in public. It was the weirdest thing, but... Uh, yeah, I've gone to them and I, I do think it's a lot of fun. You do have to know what you're getting into <clears throat> in advance because the lines at each kiosk for the different foods can be daunting. Like yeah. the one of them was uh, a short rib, which is what we really wanted a short rib sliders from a really great local place. Mm-hmm. The line for it was 120 minutes long. I'm sorry. Holy not, I'm, moly. I just wouldn't do that. I, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. So I would rather do literally anything else than stand in line for a slider. So for an hour, you said uh, uh, one twenty. One twenty minutes. Yeah, two hours. And that was there was a sign out front. At one time, they were just capping the line because they didn't know if they were going to have enough for the rest of the day. And those people literally stood there in line the whole day. I saw some people leave and go get a beer or something like that, and then get back in line. You know, with a partner. I just can't wow. imagine standing in line two hours for food. But anyway, do your research before you go on one of these things because there are weights involved. And it's not just like a buffet. You have to walk yeah. around and know where you're going and stuff. But I have gone. If you do these festivals, the easiest way is to go during the weekdays you can. Because the lines are uh, not non-existent, but really much lower capacity. Um, yeah. I've been to Flower and Garden. It's very pretty. Epcot always does those oh. festivals really well. So um, go eat and um, be merry, as they say. 
a Bob, or whoever you Ep- want to be. Epcot definitely has this one nailed. Uh, yeah. As good as the one is in DCA, the one in Epcot, and we just were there for that one, is absolutely fantastic. You're right. Good. Epcot really could put together a good celebration thing. Like yeah, that. The, fla- the flower, and they have like special like one-off um, uh, programs that you can sign up for and like work with like people yep. from um, like HGT TV and, and those kind of people. So um, yeah. take a look before you go and see if there's any kind of classes you want to take. And uh, they usually have those. Um, they usually have concerts too. Um, yep. Depending on the festival, which I do not know, um, they have like either like ninety bands or they have like cover bands or mm-hmm. yeah, it's usually something recent. like that. Yeah. yeah. Now it's weird because at the exact same time in the other park, which is Universal Studios Florida, is their Mardi Gras celebration, and that's a week long party with different bands and stuff almost every night. I think it's about four or five nights. And we were there for that two or three years ago. And it's a wild experience. Actually, it was more like four or five years ago. But it's weird that they go on almost at the exact same time. So if you're in the Orlando area and you're in there right around now, there is constantly things to do that are special outside of the norm. So here is, wow, they have a lineup. Okay, so if you are listening to it on the day it's released, this is March 6th, and you are in uh, Walt Disney World area, Daughtry is playing tonight. At Epcot. Well, right. he's a pretty big name. He's yep. oh yeah. Pretty good. Um, audio exchange, I had no idea. Tommy DiCarlo. These are like every like two nights a week. Smash Mouth, if you really want. Will they play that Shrek song? I wonder. <laughs> uh, Element, uh yeah, Blue Cult Blue Oyster Cult is playing March nineteenth ah. and twenty. Uh, Pointer Sisters, twenty six and twenty seven. Okay. Didn't one of the Pointer Sisters just pass away too, right? I, I believe. Yeah. Yep, so, I did. Yeah. Uh, sorry like about that. Like literally, like a week ago, I think. Yeah. This I don't know. If this still playing now though. <laughs> then just um. Oh, look at that Starship, uh, Foreigner, uh, Journey. That must be like a, um, you know, a cover band. Uh, just a cool in the gang. <laughs> see if you want to see cool. Oh in the gang. my god, that'd be fun. That is cool in the gang is April third and May first. Um, and then yeah, former members of ELO. Rick Springfield. So this is good. I forgot that when ELO disbanded, they couldn't call themselves ELO anymore. Living Color, Steve. You want to go to <laughs> Living Color? Uh, and yeah, some good good people, the Commodores. So take a look. Um, it runs through July, so um, early July. So July 5th is when it ends. So you got some time. Uh, take and a that's look. In, inside the park Epcot, at Epcot, right. meaning you have to have a ticket to the to the parks to go in and then it's free when you're inside you can kind of see them from a distance correct. you can walk around if i'm correct it's over near the american section right in the back sort of by PNC yeah it's, it's on the stage and... it's across from um american adventure yep yep yeah yep, yep. so uh, that's pretty cool yeah and they sell um they sell linears that you can buy and put money on so you don't have to keep on working at your card every so often so um for, yep. yeah, for the food booths and stuff and the drink booths so yeah it's a fun time it's a good time i like that i like that festival um, all that'd right. be a fun one. That would be a fun one to go as an adult with you, man. That'd be fun to go. Yeah, that'd be around. fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool uh, Rogers, Steve is coming to Disneyland. They gave rid of what's in there now, Frozen. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, Sarah is very excited about this. I am too, actually. I mean, I hopefully if I ever get back down there within a year or so, that's something I would want to see for sure. I mean, it yeah. looked fun in in Hawkeye, but I mean, the full version of it must be pretty amazing. 
Yeah, so the what it's taking, and it makes sense to me, Steve, because it is located directly next to the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, mm -hmm. which is now a part of the Avengers campus. This makes total sense to kind of maybe just bump out the Avengers campus another 100 yards and include this as the thing. Mm -hmm. the, the Hyperion Theater is what it is, and it's been Frozen and Aladdin, and now it's going to be the Rogers show from Hawkeye. No. And I, I, you, you said it, Steve. This would get us to go to DCA for a day. I would love to go see the Rogers play. It's just goofy and weird and funny, and I would, I would very much like to see this over there. The theater itself is beautiful, by the way, and I yeah. imagine that they will have a sellout capacity at that place for the first few weeks. Oh yeah, there's no way this doesn't like have long lines and and that no, kind this, of in that kind yeah. of stuff. There is no, uh, we're not calling a fast pass anymore. There is no reservation spot for this on Disney. Right. You have to queue up in that big line that's right next to the art of animation. So it will yeah. be a big wait, but uh, I imagine it'll definitely put asses in the seats for a while. I and think I it'll think be a lot of fun. Isn't that where a lot of the uh, Marvel people meet and greet anyway, right? Isn't there the, yeah. that street? The uh, New York Street, like background, Main Street, yeah, right over there. Um, yeah. That's where you get a lot of those people that are over there. A lot of times, I see right next to that is the Spider Man meet and greet spot on the side of the building that leads over to where you remember Mad Tea Party and all yeah. that stuff used to be. So yeah, you're right. It, once again, Marvel has just kind of eased into all of the other areas of the park. So yeah, Disneyland has become like half like DCA has become Marvel Land pretty much. Well, let, let me tell you, I mean, you saw the other news. I don't see it on your list right here that they are taking over. That area is going to be a uh, San Francisco um, in yeah. DCA. And I am a hundred percent against it. They're taking away it, at this point, everything in the park is a themed after a movie. And the thing I used to like about DCA is, you know, the main street was supposed to look like Burbank in the, you know, in the forties, yeah. you know, in the fifties, that was how it's supposed to be the main street of going around in California. Now all they've removed everything. It used to be paradise pier. Now it's Pixar pier, um, which isn't a huge change, except it's a little brightly colored instead of a little more beach themed. Yeah. And now that area used to have a Mexican restaurant, a seafood place, the Carl Strauss brewery, and then another food place that I'm blanking right now that has right by the margarita stand. But um, all of that is being rethemed to Big Hero 6, and it's going to be called San Francisco, which is, it looks pretty cool, except once again, they're just removing anything that was unique to California or DC in the yeah. first place. I think it's a big turnoff. Now it's just like, which movie land are we walking into? And it feels to me more like a Six Flags. I just don't understand the love of Big Hero 6. Now, well, isn't it a little weird that this is happening now? Like, why is it now that they're doing this? Is there something big coming in the Big Hero 6 world? Because I, I would assume agree so. With you. I agree with you. I don't know what's coming up. It, it, they had the Baymax shorts on Disney Plus, which are one of the most interesting shorts I've ever seen. Uh, we talked about it a while ago on a different show. Did you watch those? No. I have no, I, I, I care less about them. Well, you can't. And I'll tell you, if you guys want to see something weird, go check out the the the, the Big Hero Six shorts. I they're called um, la 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 la. What's his name? Baymax. It's Baymax, Baymax shorts. Yeah. Steve, they're weird because they're like educational videos. One of them, they literally, it's a Baymax is teaching a girl in high uh, in middle school how to use a monthly, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever okay. you call it. And it's yeah. it's it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. Very polarizing. I read that a lot of people hated it. So again, I don't know what's coming out of Big Hero 6 and it seems weird that they're retheming it now. Yeah, this is odd to me. Yep. Yeah, I know. Let's move on. Uh, Cinderella Table is back uh, to having the characters walk around. Uh, so they were a little bit cheaper because they did not have characters during the COVID times, uh, but everything is getting back to normal, so they are back. Uh, prices went up. It is uh, 65 bucks and 39 bucks 
for breakfast, and then seventy nine and forty seven yeah, for dinner or lunch. Um, I've done this once, way back when. I don't know. I mean, if you like the princesses, I guess it's a good way to kind of get all your pictures done at once and not have to chase them around the parks and stuff. But we we used Ugh. to do these all the time, all the time. Um, we we used to go almost every single weekend, and we, we were really into the different character experiences and everything. And we did this, and you're exactly right. The one good thing I'll say is the food is always really good. I we never had a bad meal over there. Yeah. But I mean, for $79 a person, I freaking better be. And for $47 for a kid that is just going to get mac and cheese or a grilled cheese with a cup of fruit and a Diet Coke, <clears throat> that's, it's quite expensive. I'm used to more of the $45 or $50 a person kind of character meet and greet experiences with food. And that's what we used to spend. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I, you couldn't get me to spend $80 a person on this. You, you could not force me to. At this point, if you went into <sighs> the park, not even a park hopper, just a one day. And you need to pay to get in the park, too. This is like in yeah, the castle. So, yeah, I'm just, it's outrageous to me that this is another $80 that you'd have to spend for it per person. I mean, that but, will roll fast. And if you have a family of five, if Lilo's tiny and want, really wanted to see the princesses, you would, you would probably, spend I would probably, it. I would probably cave once. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's I a, already have. I've, yeah. It's a once, it's a once thing. It's not like a, do this every time type deal. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Chef Mickey's is also reverting back to its buffet um, options. They they did have characters. Um, yeah. They brought them back last year, but they were like at a distance. But now they're just normal interactions now. Um, so their prices are going up too. Um, they are $51 and $33 for breakfast, um, $62 and $39 for lunch. Um, that's at the Contemporary, if you don't know. That's more reasonable if you want to see characters and like chef clothes and stuff. Um, we went there with someone who should not be named. Um, and I mean, the character dinner time seems to be the less popular of the options. Yep. 100% breakfast is always crammed. Yeah. Breakfast is always because people want to eat and get their kids ready to go before they go into the park. The That's lines true. for that place usually start at like six o'clock in the morning, they start yeah. taking reservations early. And you can do reservations. Like you can call ahead and do reservations yep. at one of those places. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go and have some real interaction, dinner time is the best time to go because we went at dinner and it was like they want to leave us alone at some point. Like we were like, it was just like going from like the 10 or 15 tables that they had back and forth. So um, they were all about you. That's hilarious. Yeah. And it was fun. I mean, it was a good time. So um, I like Chef Mickey's a lot. I, I do it every couple of years. Uh, that we go. So me, it's been a while since I've been, so I might actually do it this next time. But um, On the West Coast, it's not called Chef Mickey's. It's, it's called Goofy's. Goofy's, Goofy's Kitchen. Kitchen, And yeah. it's the exact same thing, and it is my mom's favorite place to go in any of the parks. She loves the characters. The food is always really good, and it's just outside the park, so there it's at the Disneyland Hotel right by the pool. Yeah. So it, in the morning, it is packed. It is absolutely packed, but the rest of the day, we started going for lunch, and that's when we realized, like what you said, no one else is here. It's empty. The characters are all to yourself, and... Uh, the amount of food that you can actually get is incredibly it's awesome so this is one of the ones that we really like but once again you're right it is a reservation thing i would recommend calling yeah. and getting a reservation for no matter what you do for a dining and if day. you use a travel agent a good one will help you get that reservation so I'm go, just saying. um or travel professional as i say um yeah. all right let's talk about the uh really big like internal like corporate news that reedy creek um has started its official dissolve dissolvement 
again. Disillusion. Disillusion. Um, yeah. It'll take up to two years to get that done. I think they like they literally just approved like last week a big major road upgrade. Um, and it's like a big road like update to make sure the roads are you know good and, and clear and stuff. Um, Steve and I have different views on if this is a good thing or not. Um, I just I don't know. They've they've run their own stuff for so long, and it's been such a a good operation for them. Like it's been such a smooth sailing to like get the get the materials they need, get the fixes they need done. Um, I understand that the state is losing a ton of like taxes and stuff like that, but also now you're relying on a state, unless it is Florida, to help you with these improvements, which. See- I just their bridges are falling apart down there. And they're gonna add a whole, a whole section, like a whole. Well, how many miles is Walt Disney World? Like that. That's crazy to me. It is. I, I can see your point, but let me just give you the other point. There are countless other theme parks there, including Universal Studios, which at any given day is almost just as good. If you go there today, it's fantastic, and they do it on their own too. So give credit where credit's due. Disney did come over in the 60s and with the biggest real estate deal in the history of the country, kind of in secret, and they built this thing up and they got the support from all these people. But it has been going on now for 50-something years where they don't pay. They run their own thing, and it's a really awkward situation for the people that are there versus the people just slightly outside. So, for example – Disney would end up paying around $12 a year for a tax fee, uh, you know, a tax to the government and Universal Studios would pay $212. That's not really, it's not quite fair to the other people around it. So I I get your point. I'm not a huge Florida fan. Like, you know, a lot of people, Sarah's from Florida and she doesn't like Florida. But the the point is in that city, it is now, it runs itself. It is one of the largest vacation destinations in the entire planet. So it makes more money that town than almost any other town. It doubled in a month what LA brought in in the entire year. People flock to that place. So I think it's time to even it out. I really do because it's just, it's so weird to see that Universal to get a permit for a ride, it takes them six months to get the permit reviewed. Disney has an internal system where they don't need to get approval from anybody. And I yeah. think that's incredibly weird. It's like, no, man, it, it took them two and a half years to get the permits and ready to go for Velocicoaster. It took them a month and a half to get the plans drawn and approved for Guardians Mission Breakout, right. like uh, Guardians uh, Cosmic Rewind. It's 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 an unfair comparison over there. So this is going to level the playing field, and they'll pay their fair share. If that's what it's all about, then they're going to be paying the same as everybody else will be paying, and they'll get city features. They will get Orlando law enforcement will, will, will go over there and help. I don't know if that's that which is one of the top law enforcement in the world. They are trained by some of the biggest people because of the amount of population. Yeah, that's true. So there is a positive side to this, and it's more of an equality one. It's equal down to everybody there. Everyone's the same. True, they've been running it just fine on their own. But at the end of the day, how long can you let this company just demolish everybody else and pay nothing for whatever? Are else they is? demolishing? Because it seems like Universal is like... Oh, no. Very much head-to-head now, if not even a little bit further than Disney at this point. By definition, you're correct. So, it, it, and that just shows, like, man, they've been. So this is gonna this gonna hunker them down because. So do we see? So you have a point about like new rides and stuff. Do we see a influx of okaying these rides that might be coming up in, in a faster in a in a quicker time span or or breaking before this before Reedy falls yes, yes. out? Do you see One like? 
this is gonna get them. This is we're gonna we're gonna add a fifth gate at this point because we want to do it before Reedy Creek dissolves. So we won't mention names, but we're friends with an Imagineer yeah. over there who is very high up and he's been working there for a long time. He is laughing at this situation because of the outrage. And he says that you are 100% right. It's actually funny you brought that up. There are a couple of things coming that are they're going to push through the door. Tron is one of them. And it's already been scheduled to open it. They already no, they're doing preview rides. Yeah, It's already in to go. They need to make some additions to gates. I love how you said gates because that's a hard one to build. The Sky Tram. Do you know that none of the other locations in the entire state can do a Sky Tram because of safety? But Disney gets it. I hate that Sky, Sky Tram. I, I will never ride that thing. That thing is a death trap. I'm not we riding did. it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. It was. It's just weird. It's. Nope. it's I kind of like nope. it, but nope. it, it, it's just weird. I hate those but, things. Uh, the buckets is gonna <laughs> fall from the one wire. It's holding it up. No. Hell no, you would never okay. get me on that. Well, my point is just they threw that thing up just internally. Yeah. Universal tried to get something similar to that and were denied. Why? It's the same thing. There's got to be some level playing field. You just have to. Now, this could change everything. Like you said, it could make Universal just flourish because now they're going to be on the same playing field. But I don't really know. All I know is you just nailed something important. I think you're going to see a lot of announcements for Disney to get stuff done before the next two years mm -hmm. is over. It's just like when a president knows that they're leaving, they're going to cram all of their agenda right. in at the very end before they're out. And I don't blame them for that. It's just common sense, but you you nailed it. So watch for a lot of new stuff to be announced at the parks. And it doesn't have to be big rides. Yeah. It's like what you said, road enhancements, widening a freeway, closing off this, that that really pretty entry with the big, like the, you know, the grassy area yeah. where you walk in. They've wanted to widen that for years because yeah. that place gets bottlenecked on a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. They could just, just, you know, take that down and that's preserved land, but because it's on Reedy Creek property, they can shut it down. So right. just watch for a lot of things like that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out. So next two years will be interesting for Walt yeah. Disney World for sure. Oh, um, yeah. When does, um, when does Mario land open in Florida? Do you know? Well, okay. that opens when the third theme park opens, which is called, something universes i can't remember it's being built about three miles universal off epic epic uni e epic universes something like that yeah. and it will be the the main area of that experience when it opens it'll be oh, I thought it was part, are you sure i thought it was part yeah. of um no it is not going to be in the existing theme park it's going to be that's one of the tentpole pieces of unless they've changed it and i don't think they have but they did put that entire project on hold for about two years especially during covid so who knows what they're up to but the point is to bring it out there um, I have not oh, yeah, been right. it's a, okay. I thought it was part of um. I thought it was part of studios for some reason. Okay. Uh -uh. No, it's going to be on that new area that's just outside of the park. So that's going to be their temple. I have gone multiple times out here to the Universal uh, Hollywood and seen the uh, the area. We've done all the rides. We have points. We have the wristbands, uh, videos. All of that is on our Instagram, and mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. But I. What they did in Hollywood is incredibly small, and yeah. I think that it's um, it's weird to go over there and plan your entire trip around it because there's really not that much to do, and it's just so tight with so many people. One of the main things that they have over there is Toadstool's restaurant, and you just can't go. You, you just can't. You can't. It's it's ridiculously it's long. It's worse than Olga's Cafe? Oh, Steve, it's way, way, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, but the food is fantastic. It's really, really good. And it's all themed really, really well. They have a little box, you know, the, the little question mark box mm -hmm. that's a tiramisu. And it's one of the best tiramisu's I've had in my Ooh. entire life. So it's fantastic. Uh, but, yep. I love a good tiramisu. Um, Epic, yeah, Universal's Epic Universal certainly be open by summer 2025. Okay. Comcast said. 
I always get that owned by Comcast too. Um, yep. that'd be interesting too. Maybe 2025 will be um, a year I go down then. Okay. Um, It'd be cool to see that area. Let's let's get into some Disney movie news. Steve, want to go? You want to get teased, Steve? You want to get uh, teased? I love teased. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm very excited about this, by the way. You excited about that? Okay. Interesting. Uh, the Haunted Mansion trailer dropped, as I could say, um, a couple days ago as we speak. And... Um, what are your initial thoughts, Steve, on this trailer? Uh, so this is a, a reboot. They already had one with Eddie Murphy. That no, they didn't. Failed. No, they didn't. They didn't <laughs> so they they did, and this is going to be a reboot of that one, and it's kind of themed off of the Haunted Mansion ride. And I watched the trailer begrudgingly, like, okay, let's see, and I am all in. I think that this looks, I think this looks really good. Here's the thing: is it has some. Let's see. Haunted Mansion, here we go. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Rosario Dawson, Winona Ryder, Jared Leto is Hatbox Ghost, and you see him in the trailer for yeah. a hot second. Um, Owen Wilson is in it, and then Lakeith Stanfield is one of my favorite people today, and he's in it. He's from your movie, Steve. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. Sorry for bothering. No. There was bother- yeah, uh, thank yeah. you. No, um, I'll, I'll oh, think of it. Go God. ahead. Oh my god. Okay, but anyway, uh sorry to bother you. That's what it's called. Yeah, sorry anyway, to bother so, you. Yeah. Great it's movie. Directed by Justin Simeon, and he has made uh Dear White People and Bad Hair for Hulu. And that's about it. So this trailer Both was good movies, by the way. Both are good movies. And okay, that's cool. I didn't see the hair one. Um, but I just thought it was an interesting trailer. I, I love the cast. They did some good references. I actually thought that the is this room actually getting taller was a it looked good yeah uh, instead of being sticky or whatever i like the little kid that's in the room for mm-hmm. it and sarah really laughed at the part where what does he go he says does that really help really like whatever <laughs> he says there sarah laughed at that part a lot so i think it's gonna be fun yeah i'm I guessing think, i'm guessing you disagree i think it looks okay i think i was expecting more i wish we had it uh we remember a long time ago we we're talking about this reboot and uh person we seem to be talking a lot about lately um Gimmo del toro is supposed to um yep. be like rebooting it it's supposed to have this like weird little twist to it um i still wish we kind of got that one i definitely wish we got that 100%. but this this looks okay i mean it's not it can't be any worse than the eddie murphy one no it it really can't be uh, and it has a gr- I- good director good people you know they usually pick good projects you know and no i'll watch anything with rosario in it so I know you will. Yeah. So and Jamie I, I Lee was... Curtis, honestly, I love Jamie oh, yeah. Lee Curtis. I mean, she's getting like a kind of rejuvenation. Yep. Type. Yeah, again. she's definitely it. So yeah, Except for the Halloween movies. Out. I mean, <laughs> other hey, than what's those, the, what's the date for this? Is Haunted Mansion June of this year? It's in the summer, right? It's a huge summer one. It is a summer one. Um, it is releasing. I should have brought it up before. Uh, March, March, July twenty eighth. Oh no! Wait, so that was supposed to release. What was yep. it? I'm sorry, July. July yeah, tw- July twenty eighth. Yeah. So yeah, right in the middle of the summer. So toward more toward the end, like August. So the wind down. Do we say Danny DeVito was in it? I don't know. If yep, I do. I didn't say so, but I mean, there's okay. a ton of people. It's this. This cast is like star studded. It seems like everyone wanted to be in this. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it looks good. It, the references are good. I liked how in the beginning he was walking through the hall, and the painting was like the axe was yep. coming down more. Yeah. So, and I mean. It'll be fine. I mean, I don't know. I, the Disney movies lately have just been... Speaking of, oh, good transition. The Disney movies lately have not been performing, Steve. 
Except like for got so excited. the uh, Spider-Man, which is not a Disney movie, which is a Sony movie. Right. Disney has not been on the greatest of streaks lately. No. And I know like we're Disney fans, but we're like honest Disney fans. And Ant-Man had the biggest drop ever for any Marvel uh, movie. A 69% drop between <laughs> week one and week two. Yeah. I mean, now it's not even number one in the theaters. I think it was Creed 3 this weekend, but... <clears throat> I mean, this is it. That's a huge, I did not expect a drop like that. And that comes down to one thing, word of mouth. No yeah. one talked about it after seeing it. We did the review right after it and we just said, yeah, it was fun. Go see it. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. Make your own choice. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and it was just, it's kind of blows my mind. And yeah, this it's definitely huge... one of those movies that like you, you need to go see it because no reviewer is going to, each person brings their own thing to it. And um, I mean, I don't think it deserves all the hate it's getting. I don't think it deserves a rotten, you know, nope. thing on nope. it. But it's, it's a problem, like I said before, it's with Rotten Tomatoes. If it's, like, middling, it's going to be a negative automatically. It's not It's not positive yep. at all. Right. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, it's... And poor Paul Rudd. Like, he's such a good... He seems like such a nice guy. And he, he doesn't deserve this. <laughs> No, and neither does Jonathan Majors. The two of them have been walking and doing all of the promotion together. And you know the crazy thing is they have that funny video, and it's actually, it's like 15 minutes long. I thought the bit Mm -hmm. was going too long. But where they read the Google Sheets, does Jonathan Majors have, like, you know, whatever. And they read them. Those two have a really good chemistry. And every comment, after the thousands of comments that I was reading on there, because I was fascinated, were like, this is a cool friendship. These two genuinely have fun together and whatever. So... I, I I feel for you here on this one, or I agree with you, because now that just means that the questions that people are going to ask them is, what do you feel about how many, how much it lost and how it right. tanked? And it's not, you know, t- and I'm like, it's not, a, it's not a loss. I don't think. No, no, no. It's it's made its money back, but I just mean, well, well, this is going to be right? the this is this is the topic that people are going to talk about now right. because it's, it is it's, such an insane topic. Because it got bad reviews, people are going to automatically associate it with, oh, it lost money. It, it's not losing money. It'll make its money back. That's fine. Yeah. It, there's no problem there. And we'll they, talk they've, about- had a, they've had other ones that did worse. Eternals did worse, and it oh, did yeah. not make its money back and stuff like that. So you're, you're totally right. But, I mean, I just feel bad because after watching them and all this stuff, that just means the main question that they're going to get now is, hey, what do you feel about it losing all the viewers after a week? You know, it kind of sucks because – those two are really cool. And like you said, they're both not hurting for money right now. Jonathan Majors is maybe one of the most in-demand actors that we have out there today. His list of upcoming movies is huge. And this is Paul Rudd still. Everyone loves him. So I don't feel bad for them losing money in their wallets. But I do. it does suck that they're going to have to go and answer those questions now. It has nothing to do with them. They both did right. a fantastic job. But... I'm sorry. I just saw a story here. Breaking, mm. breaking story that I didn't see. This is from yesterday. CBS canceling Big Brother is better than removing live feeds. So apparently, so we're, we're really jumping our topic, I'm sorry, but we, okay. I, I kind of sucked in Steve and Sarah into Big Brother uh, recently. Uh, more Sarah than Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she was interested, I was all in until that last episode, and now I'm all out. You know my <laughs> thing on it. But I, Steve, I was watching the live feeds every day on that show. I was obsessed. You knew this. I was texting you like crazy. Um, I was obsessed with this idea, and now I'm I'm done. But what's the story? Um, live feeds for Big Brother Canada. Oh, what is, I hate when they do this. Oh, usually okay. the what happened to Big Brother Canada translates over into Big Brother. So to be fair, Big Brother Canada is canceling the live feeds 
Um, and instead of live feeds, there'll be daily updates um, each day about what happened that day. So interesting. So will they have like editing. a host, like nah. an MC or, or you know someone like, hey, this is Steve with your Big Brother daily research today. I would, I would assume so, but like interesting. again, I'd rather see the raw feed because you 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 just no edit. I, you don't nope. see the producers trying to tell you a story. You see the story. Also, I, I like hearing their actual language, and there's a lot of R-rated language when they're in there, and then they do tone that down and everything when the show is on. So if they do that, I don't know why that matters to me, but I like hearing real people. I, yeah, I, to hear yeah. these actual real conversations in these rooms is fascinating to me. So if they got rid of the live feed for this one, I would definitely not care because that's what I got into, Steve, with yeah. the idea that you could click on this thing on the app, and at any given moment, you watch these group of lunatics raw talking and whether it's a scam or if they're setting something up or if they're being i just loved it i was it was one of the most riveting things i've ever seen you take that away i wouldn't care anyway hey you just said something what happens in canada usually translates down here later did big Mm -hmm. brother start in canada or did it no it was a european thing it was uh okay okay england and then came over here yeah okay um all right well we're on cbs all access or paramount plus is now what it's called but one of the legacy shows from CBS All Access, All Access, one that actually launched basically CBS All I Access. I think about you every time I read this because I know you're such a fan. Um, Star Trek Discovery is leaving, is going off the air um, after the season, season five. Discovery had a rough start. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a lot of people were like, meh about it. Um, so it's a story-wise, it wasn't the best. And I, I will say that, but... Star Trek always struggles season one. Any any of the series. Right? Watch if you go back and watch Next Generation in season one, I wonder how they got a season two sometimes. Because it's really so this there's like one or two great episodes in there, but it doesn't really hit its stride until like season three or so. Um the next season they brought in spoilers for a show that's going off the air. Season two, at the end of season one, the Enterprise comes in. Um, and it's Pike's Enterprise. So you still have Spock, but it's Pike, Spock, and number one, um, which is uh, the female um, uh, first officer. Um, so the season two is about Spock and um, the lead of Discovery because they have stepbrother and sister. So um, it's about them and them finding like their mother. It, it, it was all a big thing, and it got better eventually. Then they went. Then they jumped future, and now they're like stuck in the future, basically, um, rebuilding the Federation and stuff, which is a great storyline for them. So I'm kind of interested to see how this ends. Um, season four ended, spoilers, um, <laughs> with the character you never thought they'd bring back because it's from the worst Star Trek movie ever. Um, basically, the, the there's a big, long episode of the original series. Um, Cybok from, <laughs> from Star Trek V. It's introduced. Uh, so that's weird. Cyborg is, is back in the universe. Uh, so, yeah. And that was in the finale of season four. So that, the, it, yeah. So he'll, they'll be in the key. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be like the key in season five. But again, it's a stepbrother of, um, what I'm getting, I'm blanking on her name, um, of the character because it's Bach's okay. brother and her, obviously, stepbrother at that point. But, uh, yeah, Discovery's good. I mean, it also stay on there. They're not gonna pull a um they're not gonna pull a uh HBO Max and take off their own stuff for no reason. Okay. Ever. Well then can can I segue into another weird story then? Yeah, go right ahead. Definitely related. 
This is on Paramount Plus, which I watch all the time, uh, mostly just because at any given moment I'm watching The Twilight Zone. Okay. Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, which is original for Paramount Plus, is now off of their channel. Is it really? They took it off. Can you explain to me why would they take something down that they paid to do? The same thing with Netflix, just taking down Arrested Development, including oh, the yeah, ones that weird. they produced. Is it like not enough clicks? Does it cost money to keep in their hard drive so that you can click it? I don't understand. Why would the, you maybe they have to pay for the license, and the license is just <laughs> not worth it at this point. For, weird. For the clicks. Yeah, I don't know why they do that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, well... They could take it down because they're taking down the Twilight Zone, which was a very expensive project for them to do. I, not good. Yeah. Definitely not good. But they're all gone. And yeah. now they're on TNT or something like that randomly. We keep on seeing really? them. Yeah. So I don't understand why they're off of their own streaming service, but they put them on TNT. Because every time oh, I'm TNT watching. TNT like, is running. Uh, it's running. I could um, be. I could be saying it wrong. It could what, be sci-fi. I don't know which channel. No, because TNT right. just bought for as showing um, True Blood from the beginning. From HBO? Yeah. Weird. TNT. It could be TNT then. They could be up to some weird stuff. I don't know. Um, uh, Michael Burnham was lead in uh, Star Trek Discovery. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know what's going over over on CBS or um, Paramount Plus or whatever. Um, yeah, it's weird how they just take stuff off. I don't understand it either. It's crazy That's- to me. I, I, don't, I, I wish I knew. I just don't. Um, but uh, I'm going to jump back to Discovery just for a minute. Um, it did launch like Picard and the animated uh, Star Trek series, which is pretty funny. Um, it just relaunched the franchise in general, so you got to give it that. And we we're talking about how um, Ant Man is going to be like bogged down with you know this. It's not going to make its money back, blah blah blah, which is not true. Just like the third Star Trek movie, the Pike, uh, Chris Chris Pike movie, um, it made Pine. its money back. Pine, thank you. Um, made his money back easily. Like it made like almost four hundred million, but it wasn't like a Marvel blockbuster. So people think it was a bomb. Um, because Chris Pine has been talking about going. He th- yeah, he, has some he new says it's doomed. Thing. He says it's cursed. Yeah, he his, his he said he wants to do it. Like he's ready yeah. to do it, but it keeps falling apart for some reason. Yeah. So he says it's. He just did an interview this weekend. I read, and he yeah. said that he feels like it's cursed. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I just I, yeah. I, I want to see him back because he's such a good Kirk. I, I yeah, really like I, him. I think that they should do one more, and I think that JJ should come back to it again because yeah. I liked the, those two movies he did. It made me interested in Star Trek again. I don't yeah. know why. Everyone seems like they'd want to come back and do one more. JJ's clearly taken a step back from directing after Star Trek. Yeah, he Wars hasn't directed a lot, huh? He hasn't done anything since then. He's just working at Bad Robot and executive producing things and blah, blah, you blah. You think he's gun-shy? Yes, I do. And I, it's interesting because if you notice – the other things that he's taking, he took on. He's the executive producer. I thought he was going to direct, but he didn't. Um, what's the show with uh, Jonathan Majors? And it's on. The, it's like the horror series. And, oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I'm blanking. We watched it until towards the end, and then stopped. Um, but anyway, that kind of flopped, and no one liked that after the beginning. And I'm like, I wonder if he's really just taking a step back. You know, like you know what? Maybe I need to retool and regroup. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he got really. I mean, and I'll. But is is the Star Wars his fault? I mean, he's given a script. Did he write the script? No, he didn't write that script. No, right, Last he, Jedi. He, he did not write Last Jedi, but he manipulated it a lot, including oh. now what I don't think any of those people will work with him again. Um, including John Boyega, who literally points the finger at him, 
saying Ooh. you're the one that took my character out of being a Jedi. Because apparently wow. he was supposed to do that. And instead, he did the most J.J. Abrams thing ever by teasing it in the film, which was so stupid and off-putting. Like, it was such a weird... Yeah. I know, it was a weird thing. It was it, The whole time, I'm like, what is... Weird switch and bait for no reason. Yeah, it like, I gotta tell Ray something. Oh, Ray, I gotta... I'll tell you another time. Like, what is that? It was That's horrible writing, and apparently that's J.J. So John uh. Boyega is not hiding that. He he does not hide the fact that they ruined his character. And I don't know. I don't think the movie was good enough anyway, but no. I thought that was a really weird thing to put in. That's there. the worst Star Wars movie for me. Worse than Phantom, Phantom Minutes, yeah. worse than any of the prequels. I completely agree. And I thought it had legs to do something really interesting. And it didn't. I just, I was so bad. If you, if you were so inclined for the like 10 people who listen to us, um, YouTube, um, Star Wars, um, What's called Duel of the Fates? Uh, oh, I yeah. think what's the original ending? There is a a channel called Mister Sunday Movies that animated kind of the script and like shortened it down to like a five. I think I sent it to you. You like did send five. it to me, and it was really good, actually. I don't. I know mean, that looked awesome. Movie. Yes. I mean, all the good stuff that I take from the 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 the, the I guess the continuation of it what do you call it not the prequels but the sequels i guess yeah the sequel um, series the skywalker story yeah come for me come from last jedi the 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 force going back and forth between like grabbing you know grabbing between those you know that's a cool that's a cool force thing that you've never seen just oh, like yeah. knowing where people are and just like seeing that visually and how that's done and i mean all, all the good stuff comes from there for me i i just it does and we could talk about this all day, but I will say you've always said it since the day that it came out by Luke not actually fighting uh, Kylo Ren at the end of that episode is the most Jedi thing of all time. Mm-hmm. People hate it. And I'm like, you guys then don't really understand what the Jedi used to be right. about. Yeah, like, exactly. and, and these are super fans. These are Star Wars lunatic super fans that hated that. And I'm like, you guys are, I think you just want to see fights and that's okay. Fights are fun. Yeah. But if you want to get to the core of what a Jedi <laughs> is, he just did it. Is that why Andor doesn't get a lot of love from people because it's I so? I don't know. I I watched Andor, Andor is amazing. Stopped, I we stopped in the middle. I was getting really bored. Um, oh, oh man. Some of the episodes, I was I was getting really bored. Now we want to go back and finish it, but we it's the only thing we've stopped midway, and I've never gone back. Really, you should finish it because it's it's really good. It's it's very. I love that series because it's it's more political and more kind of like and more uh, West Wing than. Then, like you know, poo poo poo, leave the swords. Yeah. And I'll be honest, if I come back, it's mostly because the lady that plays uh, Grandma Parkin mm-hmm. is one of my favorites in anything. And I've she's awesome seen. in it. She's great. She plays it so well. Unbelievable. Like, she's the what? best character in the entire thing. Well, I, I mean, the main guy. What's his name? Why do Andor? Cassian. Cassian. Thank you. I think he's really good at it. That actor is like Diego Luna. Yeah, Diego and, Luna. And, yeah. He's. I think he won an, an an Emmy for it or something this year. I can't remember. The cast is great, but the one I like is Genevieve O'Reilly. Is her name Mon Mothma? I said Grandma Tarkin. Mon Mothma. My bad. And um, she's awesome. She's one of the mm-hmm. only reasons that I stuck around. So I'm a big fan of. Her. I would I would go back and just really give it a chance because I would say it's my favorite. Other than Mandalorian, it's my favorite. Which is back and fantastic again. Yeah, the first episode was good. It was solid. Solid. I solid, like how there solid. was a, uh, a Jurassic Park scene at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, all right. We'll do one more uh, news story, and then we're going to hop into the Oscars real quick. Um, James Gunn, rumors have been, um, Ben Affleck has been seen 
on the Warner Brothers lot talking to James Gunn. Um, and the rumor is, and this was a rumor way back when, uh-huh. um, that Affleck, Ben Affleck, the Sir Ben Affleck, might be um, directing that Batman movie for Gunn. Um, yes, please. Anything uh, yeah. Affleck directs, especially if it's an ensemble piece, it's amazing. Absolutely. I, I could not agree with you more. He's he's only made a few things, but all of his things from Gone Baby Gone to Argo, it, it, he's so good. He is, and The Town, obviously. The Town, right? yeah. The Town is great. I think he's a brilliant director, and I can't even tell you how excited I would be for. And he knows the character. Like, he's been that character, so he knows kind yeah. of the mindset of that character. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it, he'd be fantastic for it. It was an incredibly cool story. Hopefully, I, that's it's got some legs. Hopefully. I, I just wanted to bring that up because I want that. Yep. If we say it, it might be brought out into the world. Um, do we want Flash stuff has been coming out? I don't know if we want to say the thing that you told that, me. That I read. Don't I don't want to say that. We'll, no? we'll, we'll just say uh, the, the first reviews came out, and people came out saying, including executives, that it might be the best thing that's happened to DC since Christopher Nolan's series. They, they say it's that incredibly good. I'm getting a lot of vibes of Spider-Man on this one, Steve. No Way Home. A lot of, and how, yeah, of No Way Home, and how that reunited studios and people were just – oozing in their seats when they got to see all these different Spider-Men show up. And I think that they're going to take a, a note and from that book. And Let's remember, The Flash was made before Spider-Man even came out. Agreed. So yep. I know Flash is coming out after, but it was done way before Spider-Man. So The Flash did it first is all I'm saying. So oh, absolutely. I, uh, yeah. It's sad that they got delayed with so many issues and Ezra Miller didn't help it. But uh, all I can say is <laughs> he that did not. These, these reviews have me very, very excited. They I, did I not. I, sorry. They did not. No. Um, yeah. I, I mean, now we can kind of see why they didn't want to cancel it. Right. Because yeah. of the Ezra Miller stuff. Like, yeah. it's like, why are they not canceling it? This is probably why they were this is canceling it. it. Yeah. Yeah, Andy, Andy Machete. He's this the director now. That I mean, there's a few directors out there today that are just they get director whatever they want, it. and they're just great. Say what? Director of it. For those who don't know. Yeah, yeah. He directed it and Mama, and uh, him and his wife make everything together, which is really cool. Mama's Mama, pretty good man. Yeah, I know. I watched it. I watched... So oh, not creepy. a fan. No, it's very it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. It's like Octavia was just like, woo. Yeah, she was in it, man. She was yep. in it to win it, and it was... oh yeah. It was pretty amazing, honestly. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Let's hop into the Oscars. We're going to touch on the major um, the major categories here. We're not going to do, like, costumes or that kind of stuff. Uh, but let's start with animated feature film, Steve. Um, Steve and I have been pretty good at uh, picking these out. So um, let's let's get to it. Animated I'll feature film. I'll tell you what. I am, I am really bummed out that one didn't make this list because by a landslide, my favorite animated film from last year is The Bad Guys which is a DreamWorks picture released by Universal. Um, the, one of the coolest animation styles I've seen in forever. And an amazing story, a perfect cast. Really like that. I'm bummed that that didn't make it. But I think that this one is a no-brainer. The one that's won it so far, all the other awards. Well, let's, read, let's, read, the, let's read the noms so people know. Um, Del Toro's Pinocchio, Netflix. Um, Michelle with a sh- <laughs> Marcel the Shell, an A24. With shoes on. You got to put yep. that on. Uh, Pushing Boots, The Last Wish, uh, The Sea Beast, and Steve's favorite, and he's going to pick this one for sure, Turning Red. Yeah, I will not be picking Turning Red. <laughs> I can't even fathom that that got nominated. But 
Uh, I think we already know that this is going to go to uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It's already won like every one that it's been nominated for so far. It's a really cool movie. This is one of the only Netflix movies I saw in theaters, Steve. We saw it the mm. day that it came out for early screening. Sarah and I drove like an hour and a half to go see it. And um, really cool movie. Really pretty to look at. Really dark. My favorite of those ones is definitely Puss in Boots. I would hope that Puss in Boots wins. What a cool, what a cool The movie. animation in that is really... It is so pretty. And what a cool story. I, I really enjoyed it. They, I mean... There's a scene in that that they talked about animating a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And they wanted them to, to rein it in. And the director said, no, if you know what a panic attack is like, it sets the tone. So they animated a cat having an, a humanistic panic attack, mm. which uh, anxiety attack or whatever they're calling it. And I thought that that was absolutely amazing. That's awesome. It was beautiful that they actually went that far and, and, and yeah. tried to make it real. And it worked. It was great. Yeah, I never you, met anyone that didn't love that movie. You got you got to like update the that's what animation is updating for the, that current culture and people that's a that's a huge thing now people having panic attacks because yep. the oh, world yeah. is freaking awful it's a mess. um yep. i love like i have not i have not seen pinocchio yet i'm gonna watch it this week i promise but uh i have seen puss and boots which is amazing um and of course my show with the, the show of shoes on is have you seen have you watched that yet no i actually i've seen all the shorts but i haven't seen the film yet it is beautiful. It is a twenty four yeah. kids movie. Beautiful, let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, any of those three win, I'd, I'd be fine with it. You're good with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only one, the only one in this one, I would even be upset about is if, if Turning Red won because I think it's one of the worst animated films I've ever seen. So, and... I have a little. I don't have a little one, but my the, the lady friend I'm seeing has a little one, and we watch a lot of Disney now and Pixar movies. And one of his favorites is Turning Red. Turning Red. Um, yeah. It's fine. Like I don't hate it like you do, but it's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get what what Pixar is doing anymore at this point. Like, how do I? I I think I do think Luca was really good, um. But other than that, there hasn't been anything great from them in mm-hmm. such a while. No, and they just announced that they're making a whole ton of sequels to stuff. Another Toy Story. They're making an Inside Toy Out Story sequel, five? which Ugh. which could be. I like the idea of an inside out if it's still about Riley and yeah. Riley's older now and she's dealing with, you know, teenage you know, stuff, like real teenage, older stuff. teenage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that'd be fast. Adulthood even like going into adulthood would be perfect. Because then you get a lot more planets that show yeah. up, you know, right. or different worlds in your brain. I mean, I deal with a bajillion of them in my head every day. I would like to see how they, you know, interpret that into the other. But the thing is that if you make it too adulty, then you lose a lot of the kids, which made it sweet in the first place. Yeah. But anyway, I sorry about that. But Pixar That's has okay. Their upcoming one, they have one coming out this summer called Elemental, and looks it's, it looks like Inside Out. Yeah. And that looks really cool, but you're right. A lot of the stuff that they have is not working, so they just announced a plethora of sequels. And I'm like, oh, my God. Another yeah, I, I don't need another Toy stop. Story. I don't. No one does. No one does. We're good. Four, four actually, I forgot how great Four was, to be honest with you. Like, Four is. is amazing, and like, yep. the ending, I know people don't like that Woody, like, with, with, with uh, Bo, oh. but... That's his story. That's that's a natural transition of story where Buzz takes over as leader and he like is able to retire and like do what he wants for once. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, let's go to cinematography. Uh, nominees: All Quiet on the Western Front. Have you watched that yet? Yes, we we watched it the day that it came out. It's Good. a Netflix one. Good. Oh, it's incredible. I know it's um it's subtitled right because it's in German. Yep, it is. Yep, it is. Yeah. Um, Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. No one saw that. Um, Elvis, 
which was pretty amazing to look at. To look Very at. pretty to look at. Bob great, Lerman knows how to do it. Great acting story. Eh. But like Long everything else. As hell. Everything else is like, it's great, but not. You know what I mean? It's like one yes. of those movies. Yes. Um, Empire of Light and yep. The most overhyped piece of movie of the year, Tar. No way. Tar is I, amazing. Sat Tar through infected that. my brain, man. I saw Tar. I own it. I, I've seen it maybe six times. Every time I pick up something new, oh, I love Tar. But anyway, not Tar is amazing, but cinematography, it's, it's I don't think so. No. I is is everything everywhere not for cinematography? Because nope. again, if so, that's another misstep. Nope. I don't know how you film some of those scenes. I, I give Tar. Uh, everything everywhere credit for editing half of its cinematography so again i don't understand tar shouldn't have gotten this one for cinematography i mean and we'll get to when we get the best picture i'm not gonna get into it now yep. uh original score because we like scores here um all quiet on the western front babylon um one of its only few nominations yep. um everything all at once the fablemans and some movie called the banshees of in shut up i love that movie um, but um, also, I, I, this one I think is a no-brainer. I think this is going to John Williams. Just for one last, one last thing. Yeah. But do absolutely. they save it for Indy Five? Because that's his last one he's doing. I don't know. I don't think he's going to get an. I don't think Indy Five is going to be worthy of any Oscar. So I think they're going to give it to him for this one. And also, I kind of feel like it, it's it's earned it. I, the score for Fablemans is great. I am not a humongous fan of the movie. Um, it's on the lower section of my Steven Spielberg list, which is a yeah. bold statement. But uh, the score was amazing what's your bottom steven spielberg movie my very least favorite one yeah man i mean hook is down there i do not like hook <laughs> i guess uh, 1939 is not a very good one it's a weird sticky trying to be a comedy i kind of like i kind of like that yeah it's just a weird one not a huge 1949 fan. you mean 1949 yeah, yeah yeah not a huge fan of that one but uh i don't know i'd have to really go through and put a bit the ones would be down there towards the bottom my my least favorite would surprise you if I said Ready Player One. That's one of my bottom ones as well. It's just so could have been so know. good, but oh my god, is it not? Yeah, it's a boring slog. Um, music, original song, Steve. Applause uh, from Tell It Like a Woman. Um, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Lift Me Up by uh, from Black Panther. Uh, Natu Natu from RRR, and this is life from everything all at once. Yeah, this is to me a no brainer for Black Panther. This this will win. Yeah, that, that'll win. Easy, easy. Yeah. I don't even remember the song from Top Gun, and I love Top Gun. Yeah, it was only in the trailer in the credits, and it was written by Lady Gaga. So I thought that that was going to be bigger. It was just during the credits, and she didn't even write the song. So, okay. copy. Okay, um, actress in a supporting role. Angela Bassett for Black Panther. We can just um, stop because she's going to win it. Really? You think that? It's... There's no question. There's no question. This is, to me, the biggest no-brainer in the entire one. Right, well, I, she's won every other one that she's nominated for. The entire Oscar award season, she's won it. Um, I like the people and everything everywhere all at once more, but Angela Bassett, it's just people are loving her role and what she did. Uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll give the other actresses that do real quick. My bad. Sorry, I just That's jumped okay. in on that one. No, you're fine. Hong Chow from The Whale, um, Carrie uh, Condon from The Banshees. She's so good in that movie. Yep. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, she's good in that movie, but I don't think it's Oscar. I she won the Golden Globe for it, and I, I kind of like or the SAG Award, and I think that was interesting. But I loved her in it. But no, she's not as good as so far the other people you've mentioned. I don't. Think. Um, I think the one that should win is Stephanie uh, Hughes. 
from everything all at once because she the daughter she is amazing in that she carries that movie not carries but if it wasn't for her that movie would fall apart I don't think it would have fallen apart. I think that uh, her mom and dad are are too good of characters. To, but you need a good you need a good daughter. Like you need someone you do. to do that it, daughter it, it, to like solidify right. that. Yeah, and it won't hit the landing like it would without her. But I think that the rest of the characters in that show are too good, and that's I think my favorite one. So uh, speaking of uh, the other actors in that, um, actors in the supporting role, uh, Brendan Gleeson for uh, Banshees. Banshees. Uh, I surprised. Can you only nominate one leading actor? I don't know. Oh, is it is it a thing where they don't want like dueling um, people in the same yeah, category? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Right? Uh, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, uh, Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Coogan, 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 Coogan. Yep. For uh, Banshees, and then Kay Hung Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I mean, this is no brainer. Yeah, he's. I I think he's gonna walk away. There's no way he kidding. does not not no. win. Yeah. And I think, as a matter of fact, if you looked at the ballots, he'd be one of those ones that wins with like an 80 percent vote instead of those ones that it's kind of tough to figure out. I think he's just going to sweep. He's been great. And I think people just want to see him win an award again. Uh, the two people that stand out the most to me this entire season is him and um, uh, the whale. Brendan, what's his name? Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. It's something about every time that they speak, it just people love to hear them talk. They love yeah. a redemption story or yeah. a comeback story. So, yeah. And it's not even like. I said that Brendan Fraser's fault. I don't know. Poor Brendan Fraser. He no, agreed. Oh, that dude. Um. Anyway, uh, actresses in the leading role. Uh, Kate uh, Blanchett for Tar. <laughs> I really hate that movie. Anna, That's amazing. Anna Diarmas for Blonde, which nobody mm-hmm. saw. Um, I did. You did? Yeah. Was A- amazing act- performance. Horrible film. Okay. Okay, I got that. Okay, Andre. Uh. Andrea Risenborough for uh, To Leslie. Uh, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Way over the top for me. She just... Uh, uh, and Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yep, there's my pick right there. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Kate Blanchett won because she's getting, like, that movie's getting blown for some reason. Yep. Um, but there's no way Michelle Yao does not win, right? No, I think this is going to be the year for Everything Everywhere. I think it might sweep. I really hope so. Um, so good. Let's talk about directing then. Uh, mm-hmm. The Banshees of in the uh Martin McDonough, mm-hmm. um, everything all at once. Uh, the two Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart. Uh, Fableman, Steven Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field, uh, Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostland. Yeah, this is everything everywhere. The Daniels are going to get an Oscar this time. Do you think? Uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Do I? That's who I want to win. I okay. think that Spielberg may sneak attack this one. If I'm for Fablemans, yeah, it's 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 got Oscars written all over, <laughs> almost to a nauseating level. Almost like he really cheesed out and went just what would get him talk. I I'm not a fan of that movie, but it it does scream Academy Awards it, vintage movie style. The storytelling of growing up in that world. Um, there's a a whole ton going on behind the scenes on this one right now, including it's about movie making too. Say what? It is about movie making and that's what I'm saying. Oscars in that love old that Hollywood. crap. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Banshees though might pull it out? No, in I, any I, category. No, I I think that the only one that no, I think that there this competition this year is too good for it. Now Martin McDonough movies always sneak attack. 
They always do. Last time was three billboards, which won way more than yeah. I thought it was going to win. And I'd be okay because I love this film. I've seen it a dozen times. I watch it a lot. It's time. amazing. It's an amazing it film. So it is my good. number two movie of the year. Yeah, see, that's awesome. I would love to see it sneak attack, but I just don't see it. I think everything is too big, and I think that the Oscars like some of the other crap that they do. You know, see, I skipped over a huge category. Actors in a leading role. Um, Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for Banshees. Brendan Fraser for The Whale, um, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for A Living. I mean... My, mo my mom said that the Bill Nye role, um, Snuck Attacker, I haven't even seen that. And she said it's one of the best movies she's ever seen. And she's like, nope, this is huh? a five popcorn bucket. She does a review. And uh, she said it was flawless and that he's great. In my... I haven't seen it. But in mine, I my pick for this one is Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I, I want to say it's Colin Farrell, my favorite actor of all time. But as and he was incredible in Banshees, but not what Brendan Fraser did. What he did with this, his facial expressions, forget his prosthetics and yeah. forget how huge he was. What he does with his face is I it, I've heartbreaking. Yeah. I, I could not stop looking. It was um, amazing. Do you think Austin Butler squeezes in? Because he's getting not, a real man. push. I hope not. I really hope not. He's it's he's won a bunch of them that have been nominated. So yeah. is Brendan Fraser, though. So if it's between two, I think it's between those two. Okay. Yeah, I always call him fellow one for this one because he is this is his best performance in like forever. Who? Colin Farrell. Oh yeah. Well, he, absolutely. This is and it's also just a heartbreaking movie. It's just so weird and interesting and how you act like that is incredible. I think every single person that nominated this year deserves it. They were all fantastic. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of just doing an impression of somebody like Butler did for Elvis. You know, yeah. I've said that for a decade. I'm not a fan of just winning an Oscar for doing a really good impression. What these other characters came up with and invented out of nowhere. See? Brendan Fraser's internal monologue and just struggle is fascinating to me. I, I, I don't know. To me, I think that it's a better performance if you come up with a character instead of doing an impression. The only time I ever disagreed with that was when Jamie Foxx did Ray Charles. He was so good and he sang it too. And it was just for something that, that, that kind of rocked me. But other than that, I, no way I would never so, give the Oscar to a good impression person over somebody. Like I think Austin Butler in, embodied him. Like, I think it's oh, more than just an impression of him to a nauseating level. Like that's, what's making it weird is he's so method that he locked himself away for like three months, just, talking like himself mm. in a, somewhere. And then when it was over, his family and friends are like, dude, your shtick is getting old. And he goes, this is how I talk now. Okay, we got it, dude. You are Elvis. Yeah. Move along. But no, you're right. He he painstakingly went through that role. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm happy that he got nominated. But I again, think the I year, what's his name, won for Queen for uh, yeah, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. That, that was way worse than if Austin Rami Malek, yeah. absolutely, 100%. And I think I, the same thing with uh, Elton John. When uh, what's his name did it again? It's just a good impression. I don't care. I do not think okay. that every time you do a biopic, you should get an Oscar nomination. I just don't think so. Okay. Um, best picture noms. Uh, we're not gonna do um best um foreign picture because we um if All Quiet on the Western Front is nominated for best picture, we know who's gonna win best. Absolutely, and it is and it is the best uh, okay. foreign picture out of those ones I've seen. Why is this movie in here? It's my question. But Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, you mean Jaws and Titanic and like every other fucking movie ever made all in one yeah. movie? That's yeah. Avatar, The Way of Water, The Way of My Stupid Ass Bitch. What happened to Cameron? What happened to him? I can't believe Sarah straight up hates him now. She hears him talking. She's like, who is He's this idiot? He's such a dick. 
he's such a dick now. Um, so no, I can't believe that this is on here. I think that this is literally just a gimme because it's the number three biggest movie of all time. Whatever. The Banshees of Anna Sharon deserves to be on here. Elvis eh, kind of deserves to be on here. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Uh, the Fablemans. Yeah. Tar. I understand people love it. I am way in the minority. Um, Top Gun Maverick, Steve. The movie that saved cinemas. I, I think it's Spielberg. I I think that it's great that it's here. I think it's one of the most perfectly written action films, popcorn. I mean, it takes popcorn movie to a different level. It's definitely not going to win, but I'm just pumped that it gets to say that it won because. In reality, what it did is fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. I've never legs heard for days. This movie, four days. Like people were still selling this out three months after it came out. See, a really interesting thing: it was on digital to own, and it was still selling out theaters. I'm like, yeah. you guys can buy this for fifteen bucks and watch it until your eyes bleed. And instead, people were still flocking to the theaters. It is, and I've said this a lot, tied for my favorite IMAX film ever shot. It is un believable mm-hmm. what they did in that movie. I can't imagine having them do that. It's Agreed. fascinating. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great movie overall, uh, even without the IMAX, but with that, with that, you know, with that picture, and I just, it really, it really is, because people that Marvel people have that built in, we're going to go see it no matter what. Like, DC right. people are going to go see it no matter what. Kids movies have this automatic built-in, you yeah. know, it's going to make so much money. Uh, Maverick was a long shot. Like, yeah. A thirty-year-old sequel to a movie that was like a kind of made fun of back in the day. Yeah, um, I think this really this brought regular people back to the movie. So I yeah, to I say that it saved the theater is not hyperbole. Nope, I completely nope. agree. Um, Triangle of Sadness, which I've never even heard of until it was nominated. Yep. Um, and Woman Talking, which I have heard of. Um, I mean, like, we all we all think it's everything if we all want, right? That's my pick and my favorite um, of those ones nominated. So I, I love that movie. We've watched it multiple times again and again. It just gets better and better. I don't know how they edited that thing together. Uh, beautiful storytelling. I mean, does Tar sneak in? Like, I'm very it's, afraid of Tar for some reason. You should be because a lot of people are loving this. And again, it takes a lot of rewatchability to get it. And there are some really interesting subtlety yeah, moments there. I hate this and... movie, but I watched it three times and I don't oh, understand. Damn. Okay, well then you actually dislike it then. I could see someone being bored the first time. and then Like, I get the point of it. Like, she's a higher up and she gets, like, taken down and she's not as smart as she thinks she is. Blah, blah, blah. It's all Hollywood bullshit to me. And it's like a big pat on the back for people who get it. And I just, yep. I, I, don't, I get it. <laughs> I don't, I do not disagree, like, at all. With what you're saying, but I I love the movie. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, the right. Oscars air on Sunday. This Sunday it'll be, at it'll be Sunday the twelfth, and uh, they're doing the whole multiple. What is it? Multiple uh, present? Not presenters. Um, hosts again? No, it's it, a, one host. It's just Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Back to Jimmy right? Kimmel. Um, so which is a safe choice. Safe choice. Um, yep. I know he can be polarizing for some, but. Honestly, I also think I he's mean, boring. So I don't even think he's that boring. okay. Right I mean, eh, you know. See, that's what I'm saying. I, why would you have a host that's meh, okay. I mean, like, give me Conan. I want Conan to host. Oh, my God. Well, obviously, I would pay to see that. Oh, my God. Come on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, and, Steve, did you hear, though, before we leave? They have a crisis team now for the yes. Oscars in case yes, something happens. Yes. 
Do they think that's going to happen again? That, that's like a one in a life. That's like the streaker. Nothing's going to happen like that again. Ever. Never, ever again. The only thing that could happen is language. Really bad language. Yeah. They have a mute team for that. That's about it. You know, and someone's speech going too long or someone yelling at each other. But what we saw last year, I don't think will ever happen again. But, hey, you have to address it. And if they have to have yeah. a crisis team there that's ready to go, then, hey, man, it'll protect someone else from getting hit that's later true. if it happens. Yeah. You kind of have to. You can't just say it's a one-off and then shame on me second time something happens. So right. You got you to gotta roll with the punches and do it. So it is what it is. Um, and if you want to hear Chris Rock's response to that, um, his Netflix special just um, aired uh, Saturday. So um, it's the last, if you want to save your time and don't like really want to hear the whole thing, it's like the last 12 minutes of his act. It's about it's about that. Um, ooh, and he eviscerates both of them yeah, to I like a core. Um, so it's, the whole special is worth watching. Um, some really good stuff, some meh stuff. Chris Rock is always like, He's good. He's usually very good. This one is more on the lower end of his stand-up stuff, but I, I still like it. I still like it. It's still worth a watch. Um, so go watch that. And uh, yeah, next week will be... So we're going to do... Um, we're going to split up. You'll, you'll hear the process of this in the show. But next week will be time travel movies. Um, out, best out of eight. We're going to go whittle them down between like a bracket. And then we're going to do... Uh, the Next week we're going to do time manipulation movies there we go and then we're going to pick which one between the time travel and time manipulation movies is best um so that's going to be like a two-parter coming up soon um and then if news breaks big news we'll have those episodes up so that episode might be pushed but yeah uh follow us on all the things listen to us on spotify and all the other um platforms that you can listen to us on rate us like us tell your friends tell your enemies um just tell everybody i don't really care at this point this is for fun. I'm not stressing about it. it. And uh, anything you have to say? No. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I we gotta think of the ending. This is this is terrible. Uh, hey, hey, how come you know the, the 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 Daniels are the directors? How come we're not the Steves? We give me the Steves. I like the Steves with the Steves. Yeah. Not everybody likes the Steves though. No. <laughs> they can fuck themselves. Yeah. Go fuck yourself on this <laughs> Disney episode. Of ATG. <laughs> Adios. Later, everybody. See you real soon. Uh, the great Alfred Hitchcock was once asked, what are the key elements of making a memorable movie? He said, to make a great film, you need three things. The script, the script, and the script. This year's screenplays proved him right through their creative storytelling and inspirational themes. The nominees include a story of two brothers. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. Wait, hold on. Wait. Come on, what is with the music? Am I being played off, seriously? You can't play me, I'm just presenting. You can't play me off. Why are they playing off a presenter? Wrap it up, we wanna go home. Okay, wait, here are the nominees for best original screenplay. 